Welcome along to our big match build-up show. And once again, in association with the Five Rivers Pub down in Beavers Valley for this weekend's fixture as Saints host Clawpwell's Leicester City side this weekend as we try to secure our first three points of the season. Also, stay with us and you can find out how you can get another match day discount at the Five Rivers Pub before and after the match this weekend, hopefully to put you just in the mood for the bank holiday weekend here in the UK. This episode is absolutely packed. Uh, we take a brief look back at Everton last weekend. Stick with us as you can find out our thoughts on the fans forum last Thursday. And Clive tried not to reminisce about last season's results with Leicester. It, it was a hard night to swallow that one. Not, not just because of the result, but the nature of the game. And you, you're thinking, well, okay, we went up to Leicester, we got a nil-nil, we could, we could have sneaked it. Mm. It was a very, very dour game, wasn't it? it was a, it was an awful bloody game. Yeah. <laughs> I also get the chance to speak to Phil from the Leicester fan channel, 100% LCFC, and he fears the worst for Claude Powell should it all go wrong this season. Give us two or three defeats on the spin, and the the knives will be really out for him. I'd be, I hope he survives the season. But if we have a dodgy patch at any point or get anywhere down near the bottom three, he wouldn't survive it, I don't think. So do let us know where you're watching from. Do let us know your thoughts and predictions as the show goes on. Uh, this episode will also be available to download on iTunes. We're on there this week. So if you watch on YouTube, you can click in the card above my head to download it right there. And if you're listening on Anchor, then stick with us right up until the end of the show as we've got a perfect song fitting for one of our own to play about at the end of the episode all the links to our other platforms are of course available down in the description below so let's get on with the show as Clive and I take a look ahead to this weekend's action So welcome along to our match preview part of the show. Clive is back uh, to take a look ahead to our visit of Leicester City this weekend on Bank Holiday Weekend. It was rained off with the free ice creams two weekends ago, but uh, no sign of a free ice cream this time around. But before we, before we get to Leicester, uh, just a quick uh, look back at uh, the Everton result. Um, Clive, slow to start uh, once again. Hopefully it's not a recurring theme across the rest of the season but two first half goals a big mountain to climb for Saints a smart free kick from Theo Walcott uh, and a Richarlison header out jumping Cedric not the first time we've seen that over the past couple of years but Cedric he looks off the pace I mean is he fit is he interested yeah I think he's fit and I think he's interested Freddie I mean he's literally had what a few weeks break at the end of the World Cup when he should have been on top of his game there's always an element of rustiness it's the team that I'm all worried about that if we're not going out and competing in the first 20 minutes because really Burnley could have blown us away early doors and the same thing you could say on Saturday that seems to be a very worrying problem to have that we're not at the races for the first 20 we're not at the pace of the game and then we grow into a game and we look fine and so you have to question it you have to question are we fit enough 
Yeah, I think we looked off the pace, um, but again, looks like it was too little too late for Saints. But I think it has to be said that uh, we almost sort of kicked Everton off the park, but uh, Richarlison made a big deal out of it. His theatrics were Oscar worthy at the weekend. Well, he's, he's learned from Neymar, hasn't he? So, and, and the ref didn't do us any favours. But you've got, got it, when you go 2 0 down early in the game, you've got it all to do, haven't you? Very few Premiership teams come back from that. And the other thing that I'm really worried about is the amount of space we're conceding just in front of our defence. Burnley were able to hit their forwards early in the game. Everton the same. And I, and I noticed another thing, uh, second half, where they, 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 they created a really good situation. And what, what worries me is when I watch Leicester, and I watched Madison, that's exactly the, the position that he got into when he scored his goal. So I think that area just in front of the, the defence is a major worry. I mean, against Burnley, we were playing three centre-halves and their forwards still had time, plenty of time to get the ball under and do what they wanted with it, really. And it, it's a major concern. And I don't think it matters if you play two centre-halves or three centre-halves. It's about protecting the area in front of the defence, something that in, in previous years we know that Jack Cork and, and Morgan Snyderlin did so well for us. And, and this is a crucial part of our game, which I think is missing right now. Yeah, we are we are stacked with options for midfield, but it's mm. this weekend or last weekend even at Everton it was a change of formation because it went so well in the second half against Burley. I mean, who can guess which formation yeah. it, it, it could be? You know, this weekend yeah. with Leicester. Um, but just just a quick another touch on last weekend. But Danny Ings' first goal in his full debut. Uh, surely Ings can only get better. Ings can only get better. Yeah, <laughs> well done, Freddie. <laughs> King of the puns. You should <laughs> anyway. Fair play to you. Uh, good poacher's goal. Sort of goal you expect Gabby to get. He was sharp in the box. Unlucky with the shot. You know that was an amazing save by Pickford when it came off uh, Cedric's shot. Um, that when you looked at it in slow motion, you didn't realise at the time, but it, you looked at it a second time. That is an amazing save to get his hand there because he hit that with force. Any other times a goal, isn't it? And, mm. and you know we're right back in it. So it's not all doom and gloom. We've we've created chances. We created chances against Burnley, but it's all about that cutting edge in the box. And you you, you really hope that Danny Ings is going to give us that. And above all, give Gabby a chance. Please give Gabby a chance. I just feel that he is our quality when it comes to vision finishing. And uh, I I want him to have a more of a chance than just coming on off the bench to try and rescue things yeah, he made another cameo at Goodison Park but uh, it is a popular opinion that I think Gabby Adini and Danny Ings perhaps should start uh, this weekend against Leicester uh, you know some people weren't too impressed with Charlie Austin's uh, performance for the last two games but uh, more on sort of Danny Ings really he was left with a scar on his back with Jordan Pickford's karate kick was that a red card I mean we've seen we've seen red cards given for more than that uh, less than that even less in than the that league. I know but it all happens so quickly and you're looking at the goalie clearing a ball. You're not, you're probably, the referee's probably seen the kick and then just followed the ball and not seen how high his feet are following through. Yeah, the, argu the argument is that, you know, he's out of control after he's mm. connected with the football. Some you get given, some you don't. It, it's unfortunate for us we didn't get that. Had our player be doing it, would we be screaming? Would we not say that's a really harsh sending off if he got sent off? It's, it's a tough one. 
it's a tough one because he has played the ball first, mm. but in the letter of the law, he clearly is out of control. Well, I'm sure we can let the uh, the viewers and the listeners decide whether it should have been a red card. Um, and I'm sure you can go over to other podcasts um, to, to listen to their review as well. Um, one final note before we get to the Leicester game as well. Uh, I want to touch upon um, last week's um, fans forum. We haven't really spoke about it, but I think it's worth we sort of... Um, speak about it now when we take this chance I mean what what do we take from last week's fans forum for me I, I think it was more or less sort of lip service not an awful lot or nothing learned at all I think from the fans point of view yes we didn't really learn anything we didn't know but I think it's a good start to, to have some form of communication three years since the last one we called for it we got it you know we, this channel called for it at the back end of last season mm. and we got it and thank you for that Saints for putting it on it was well presented. I think they got off a little bit lightly, just as it was starting to get a bit heated and a bit warm, shall we say. Then they went on to football issues and it then subsided. And and so I think they got off it lightly. I think we didn't learn anything, but I think they did. And I mean they, I mean Les Reed and Ralph Kruger would have learned the feeling of the fans. There, there was genuine anger in the room. You, you heard the comments, you know, about, oh, we've done some great deals. And then people are saying, yeah, for Liverpool you have. But how's that benefited Southampton? So they, they could feel the anger in the room. And they could feel the comments about Bournemouth as well, that Bournemouth are... I don't know how, what, what the actual figure... You're, you're, you're the fact finder, mate. <laughs> how many have Bournemouth spent more than us? It feels like they have. It feels like they're more ambitious than us right now. Yeah, on, on big money transfers, breaking the bank, and I think that's something that Saints haven't done. But I'm, I do hope that Les Reed and, and, and Ralph Kruger felt the heat because there were some feisty questions. Yeah, and rightly so. Let's face it. When things were bad last season, we didn't hear them. We didn't see them hardly, other than on the telly in the director's boxes. That's the only time you ever saw them. They didn't come out and talk. It was only right at the end, okay, we've survived and everyone's on a high. Then we hear them. And then we hear them at the start of this season before things get really bad. So if things go bad, just keep talking. You know, you're in a position, Ralph, Les, you're in a position, you're doing your job. I know you're doing your jobs to the best of your abilities, but we want to hear, we want to hear from you. We want to keep talking. Because then you can you can assess the problems. Obviously, there's the other side of things where the supporters now have a panel, so that should be an ongoing thing. And that, and I hope that the heat of the questions are, are the same at that panel as that as what they were at, at the public forum. Yeah, that that brings me perfectly to my next point. Actually, I'm not sure whether it, it it falls into the sort of voices panel discussion or it should be discussed at the fans forum. Now, at the forum, we didn't hear anything about the sort of price of of tickets and how much it is costing Saints per season. Now, my question is, and we spoke about this at the pub, and, yes. and bear with me, viewers, because I've got a load of notes here. And I want to make sure the point is left across. Now, the, the, the recent reports, right, eleven out of twenty Premier League clubs, including Saints, could make a profit with that single fan attending a match. Now, match day income, for me, it looks like hardly a drop in the ocean compared to the TV deals. Now, they're as high as sort of £8 billion in this new record deal. Match day prices becoming more and more expensive. Uh, we are currently sixth most expensive season ticket in the league, and we very much support the you know the campaigns and the efforts for the 20 is plenty and the £30 away cap uh, with the Footballers Supporters Federation, whom we have you know, regular dialogue with. Now, 
what I wanted to ask Rav Crew, I, I wanted to know what does all this mean for fans? I mean, the people in that room, you know, people that attend St. Mary's, the 30,000 every other week and beyond mm-hmm. across the country and internationally, yeah. you know, what, does, what do these fans mean to you in this current climate? Now, I wanted to ask them, what will you be doing for the fans in the future to make this game more affordable for us? I mean, Clive, what, what would you have said to that? I mean, perhaps the people at home could join us in this, in this peti- petition. It's vital, Freddie. We had that success with the prices for away games. It's capped at £30. And it's almost like everyone's gone, oh, thank God for that. You know, and then forgotten about the home fixtures and the home prices. The pressure needs to be kept up, not just at Saints, but in football in general, because people have just drifted away from the game because of the cost of it. And we're talking about, quite interestingly, a fan brought up about expansion of the club and how other clubs are expanding around the country and Ralph Kruger said to the to the crowd what would you rather have a new sign-in or a new stand and a lot of people said obviously a new a new sign-in mm. easy cop-out that's an easy cop-out like you said you know what percentage are we in terms of the total income now much much smaller amount so we need to grow as a club Southampton needs to grow I, I, I don't want to let this rest really you know that I thought that we could get it up to 40,000. With, with serious people are saying, oh, well, you can't even feel 32. No, you can't most weeks because the price is too high. Exactly. And, and people are being priced out the game. But if you price it right, especially to families, because that's what you have to, to look for always for the future, to, young, to, to the younger generation, then you can you can do it. You can't do it overnight. I know suddenly Saints aren't going to go from 32 to 40,000 just like that. It's going to take an awful lot of hard work, an awful lot of goodwill from the people of, of the city and hard work from the football club. But it can be done. Without a doubt, it can be done. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, maybe if one of you are the members of the Voices panel that are watching or listening, get in touch with us. Uh, and maybe we can start a petition or maybe you can discuss it at the next meeting and perhaps it should be brought up with the next fans forum. So yeah. uh, I think it is about time we actually speak about this weekend's match. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Back, back to the matters on the pitch. So Leicester City visit this weekend. Um, come to St. Mary's after a win against uh, a Wolves in, a, in another dog fight last weekend. Uh, only registering two shots on target of which were their goals. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde game, wasn't it, for Leicester? Because Wolves put them under the pump. They really did. And how many of the times they hit the woodwork? Three or four, wasn't it? Something, and, mm. and you know, if things had gone their way early in the game, you could have had a very different result there. Um, probably an expected loss at Old Trafford first game of the season. Leicester City, again, we look at the, the transfer side of things, and they've had two players off of us that we we wanted that were our targets. That's Damari Gray and. Uh, Young Madison, what's his first name? Um, James Madison. James Madison from Norwich. They were major Saints targets. I know. I know Damari Gray was for a fact. And you have to ask yourself, how is it that Leicester City are getting players and we're not getting players? Why? Why are they beating us to the drop? Very disappointed that we've missed out on Madison. Um, I know there's a question. Okay, we've got to get on with it. But yeah, I think those questions. That is a question I would have liked to ask Ralph last week. 
Yeah, and those those two will obviously be their, their key players this weekend. Perhaps yeah, Demar- Damari Gray got the threat and the pace to get him behind. I think perhaps that's where we've been lacking his pace at the back. But good news for us, Clive. Jamie Vardy, uh, your your mate, <laughs> suspended. Uh, you know, perhaps they won't be using that speed directly. Um, and we, we discussed it briefly, but uh, uh, should it be a three at the back or the four at the back this weekend? I'm always more comfortable with four, but... I just think we've got to approach the game positively and, and not be too wrapped up in the fact that we haven't had the greatest start. I, I think that if if you start going ultra-defensive, you, you can start to think a bit negatively. And, and let's face it, when you look at the Burnley game, Burnley were playing one up top and we were five at the back, mm. three separates. I'd rather be us, us to be a little bit more positive. Yeah, I think we need to come out of the traps quickly and, and put Leicester under the under the cosh. That was only until they, they got a bit of luck when Wolves put in their own goal. They sort of took the game from there, really, and Wolves were all over by, by by most of the highlights. I think Leicester, But I do think Leicester have got good attacking options. They're, they're obviously facing the sort of problems that, that we faced when we had success. Obviously, they, they'd won the league, which is a lot more success than we had, but... You know, their best players have now been, Kante and uh, Mares have now been pinched off them. And and it's all about rebuilding. So they're, they're in a, they're in a quite a similar position to ourselves, I think. But but they do look a bit more positive, I have to say. Well, they, well, they started to rebuild around uh, December when they come down and humiliated us when Claude returned. Let's hope yes. it's not a repeat of that. Well, absolutely, Freddie. It was a hard night to swallow that one. Not not just because of the result, but the nature of the game. And you, you're thinking, well, okay, we went up to Leicester, we got a nil-nil. We could we could have sneaked it. Mm. It was a very very dour game, wasn't it? it? Was a was an awful bloody game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got a point. A point's a point. Let's hope that on Saturday we can be a lot more positive and and go for it. So to wrap up our preview part, then. Um, I mean, some people are saying it's a must-win. I'm not sure I'm going to quite subscribe to that just yet. I think we need to win. Uh, perhaps if we don't win, there's a bit of anxiety in the camp. Of course there is. Of course, it's all about putting points on the board early in the, early in the season. With what happened at the back end of last season with us finishing, you know, just one off the relegation places, it's all up there, mate. It's all about confidence just just winning a few games of football would be good for Saints good for the fans because I just read so much doom and gloom about Saints it's almost like who are we supporting and a win on on Saturday would, would certainly lift some spirits so what's your score prediction then Clive I actually think it's going to be a draw for any <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys one all or two all I do I, I, I think Leicester are decent I, I do I think it's one thing with the Burnley game. I thought we came back really, really well. But in that last 10 minutes, when you could, you know, when Burnley's legs were going a little bit, we didn't go for the jugular. And that worries me. That worries me because it's almost like when you see a chance, take it. And, and I think Saints have got to get far more ruthless. But I'm, I'm all for um, giving Gabby a chance. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him up there with with Danny Ings and his football ability. I like I like the way that Ings gets into spaces without the defenders even noticing. He's he's very clever. And I, I'd like to think with Gabby alongside him, that could be a potent threat. Because that's what we need. We didn't score goals last season, Freddie. We need to address that problem. And if we don't, if we don't, it's Groundhog Day, mate. So that 
problem needs to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope we do come out of the traps quickly. Um, I'd like to see a home win. I think we've got enough in the tank to sneak it. And one final sign-off then for this part of the show then. Uh, if you are watching or listening, do be aware that there will be multiple road closures in town this weekend around Guildhall and around above Bar Street for uh, Southampton Gay Pride. Above Bar Street will be closed between 1 till 4 uh, for their parade. So do avoid that area before the match. So uh, more reason to join us down the Five Rivers in Beavers Valley. We're running the £2.50 drinks promotion once again. Uh, all you need to do is go over to our Facebook, Instagram or Twitter page, uh, like the Five Rivers, of course, and all you need to do is show that social post to the bar to get your pad £2.50 drinks. Avoid all the chaos in town and Clive will see you down the pub on Saturday. See you Friday. All the best. So those are our thoughts then to the Leicester game this weekend. I'm not sure a draw would do us much of a favour but do let us know your scores and predictions in the comments or on the usual social pages but uh, did anyone spot the reference or a clue to the song that could be playing about at the end of the show for our anchor listeners but now is the time to get onto my chat with Phil from the Leicester Fan Channel 100% LCFC and he tells us all about what to expect from the Foxes this weekend and as a bonus uh, just try and uh, count how many puns and references to those uh, furry little animals uh, I can slip in which go straight over Phil's head. So welcome along to our opposition view part of the show. Uh, this weekend, Saints host Leicester City back at St Mary's looking for their first win of the season. So here tell us all about why Foxes never quit. The slogan from uh, from a couple of years ago, we talked about slogans last time, but it's Phil from 100% LCFC. Thanks for joining me once again, mate. No problems. How are you, Freddie? Not too bad. I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's bank holiday. The sun's going to be shining over Southampton. Yes, we're looking forward to it. Nice little trip down to the south coast. Like you say, bank holiday weekend. Ice cream, sunshine, three points. That's all we want. Well, you missed out on the free ice cream in the last home game, so <laughs> that was rained off. But let's talk about um, Leicester then. Uh, last weekend, there's a bit of a dogfight. It was the Foxes versus the Wolves. Uh, Leicester came up on top. Uh, but talk us through your performance last week. Well, it, it wasn't brilliant. And, and to be fair, Wolves look a very decent side. If they carry on like that all season, I think they'll be they'll be not only safe, they'll be probably mid-table they look decent but what they didn't do was take the chances they hit the woodwork three times to be fair the first 25 26 minutes they were they were by far the better team and Leicester didn't look that brilliant at all but they missed the chances they gifted us an own goal uh, and then we secured sort of what turned out to be quite a straightforward home win with a second goal by a young lad called Madison who looks looks a real good player that we've signed from Norwich yeah, he, he looks like an excellent player. We missed out on that, but we'll talk about Madison a bit later on. But I just say, you know, Wolves were the better side before the own goal. It seems like their heads dropped and Leicester finished the game with two shots on target and those were the two goals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it was a strange own goal. I don't know if you managed to see it on match of the day, but they got, their guy sort of did a bullet header past his own keeper, which was great. Uh, Madison's second goal took a slight deflection, but um, he, he struck it well. And from then on, Wolves, even though Jamie Vardy got sent off, and we'll be missing for the Southampton match. Um, we still managed to sort it out and go quite defensive and just 
grind out a Premier League team win against, you know, newbies who've got a lot to learn, I think. Yeah, James Madison looks like a terrific little player. Player we missed out on in the summer, we're massively linked with. Um, scored again at the weekend. Uh, tell us about what sort of impact he's, he's had for Leicester so far. I, it's funny, isn't it? I've, I've, we've just sold Marez for £60 million. Pounds. Um, rumours of Harry Maguire going for a lot of money I've not been as excited about a new player at Leicester in I can't remember when many many years because Madison is a young lad but he straight away looks the real deal people have said oh he's a bit Beckham-esque which is big praise but he looks so confident and so assured and he what a lot of Leicester players and a lot probably Southampton players sometimes you think oh if only they'd got a footballing brain they'd be a decent player well Madison's got exactly that you can see he thinks in quick time and always seems to make the right decision but still got a lot to learn yeah he absolutely lit up the championship when I spoke to Jack Grieve from Top Notch so he couldn't he couldn't say any more about him who's you know a fantastic player for them um, seems like James Madison might be bright eyed and bushy tailed to come down to St Mary's this weekend then yeah, very much. He, he was on good form at Man United in the first game where we lost. Second game, he scored his goal. So his confidence is just going to be growing. He'll probably be given a bit more of an attacking role with Jamie Vardy not playing as well, if, if you ask me. He's not just the only new signing, though, this summer. Um, eventually, sort of half a dozen, seven or eight in the end. Other new signings in Johnny Evans, experienced Premier League centre-back, and Ricardo Pereira, who I I thought he was going to be a good player. And I, and I instantly put him in my fantasy league. Uh, and then you've got Mahrez's international uh, teammate, uh, Ratched Gezal. Pronounce me if I'm wrong. We keep signing these players. I can't pronounce the names. Yeah, because because I've not seen anything of him yet. He's not not made any time. Uh, well, a little bit at Man United, I guess. But um, yeah, Johnny Evans had a very very ropey first twenty five minutes against Wolves. Uh, jury's out on him a little bit. I think most Leicester fans thought he was the bargain defender of the summer. But after seeing him in in you know action against Wolves, I. It, you know, I don't know who's going to play up front for you. If it's going to be Danny Ings or you know people like Shane Long and all that, they've got they've got a chance to expose him. If you ask me, and as Ricardo's Pereira hard work, his tenacity for the goal against Wolves, I think he nodded. He, he took a bursting run down the right hand channel, cut in, uh, flicked the ball over, and kind of well, like you say, the the Wolves defender absolutely bulleted the back of the net. Yeah, he's again been a very decent signing. I think we paid about twenty million pounds for him, and. Um, yeah, he looks very good going forward. I mean, you guys, obviously, the club, well, connection there. He, he looks like he's gone out and got some players who will play in the system he wants to play. He had Ricardo Pereira at a previous club, um, as he has with a couple of the other guys that he's brought in. So it looks like he's he's starting to build a team that he wants to play in a, for, in a style that he wants, which isn't necessarily dynamic, but... It, it could get the job done. You're full of enthusiasm. There's sort of a life that was sucked out of us two years ago. <laughs> We're trying. I tell you what, if two bad results on the trot and the Pule Out Brigade are straight out up here in Leicester. So, you know, at the moment, most people are trying to keep very positive. Crikey, we actually saw Puel make a joke a few weeks ago, which was <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> you know, anything's possible. Maybe he's lightening up. Well, you mentioned the uh, the rotation policy and his philosophy. I mean, are those new signings that we just aforementioned, are they expected to start this weekend? Probably not. He's, he's brought in quite a few players, brought in two central defenders. Uh, again, we haven't seen anything of those. They, they came in on transfer deadline day. He's, he's slowly morphing the team. He's got a tough job in a way because the team that, surprised everybody and won the Premier League you know to leave out players like Danny Simpson and Wes Morgan you know Sel Marez uh, it's it's a tif- 
it's very difficult because these guys are now obviously footballing legends in Leicester. So to not be putting them in your team, it's it's hard for him. But somebody's got to do that job at some stage. But one characteristic as well that he kind of ticked a box at Southampton is the youth policy. He he needed to bring through a couple of youngsters, and you know a player you didn't mention just there, but Christian Fuchs still hasn't played this year. I think his time at Leicester end of last season kind of tailed off, uh, and you've seen the emergence of Ben Chilwell. Yeah, he's definitely does like young players you know Ben Chilwell can get can make mistakes again plays at left back it could be an area you guys expose eight times out of ten he does he does it right but there is that one or two times he will make the wrong wrong call nearly passed it by Casper Michael against Wolves where he really wasn't under the pressure to do it just just to mix up but he can make that error uh, Ben Chilwell but could be a future England player by according to a lot of, a lot of fans and I think he's in the same age group as James Madison. So hopefully, you know, those two, maybe they get along quite a bit. But it was four changes in the previous game from the opening game. I mean, we've already mentioned the rotation, but I see. So what's the selection going to be this weekend? Well, I think the bit, the big one is Jamie Vardy is out. He's with his red card on Saturday. So the main threat, the guy who gets virtually all our goals is not going to be there. So that'll mean we have to rejuggle things around slightly. We'll probably put Iheanacho in up front to sort of replace Vardy. I, we can't second guess who he's going to pick. Saturday's team, we were highly surprised that he put in Mendy, but he had a great game. Um, formation, he seems to be playing around a little bit with a, a sort of a four... Well, I can't even say it sometimes because it's like a four, three, two, one sometimes and it's a five... I quite like the fact that he does seem to be a bit of a tactician. Mm, he is a philosopher from what we sort of <laughs> understand. I think we'll go as far as that though. But Jamie Vardy, suspension three matches. Was it deserved? Uh, I think obviously the the, the, the the jury is out on that one. I think he, he out of control off the ground. Yeah, I, from where I was in the ground, it looked a red card, but I was quite a long way away. Um, on match of the day, I thought it looked a red card. We put a poll out to the fans on Sunday and fifty, I think it was 56% of Leicester fans thought it was a red. So it was a bit of a split decision, but I you just in today's game, you can't do that. Yeah, I think it was a poor tackle, uh, on my opinion. So, um, beginning of the season, the club well was installed as an early favourite. He's now gone to about third in the pecking order. Now, Jose Mourinho has got a bit under pressure. Um, I mean, some unrest already calling for his head. Yeah, like I say, to give us two or three defeats on the spin, and the, the knives will be really out for him. I'd be, I hope he survives the season. But if we have a dodgy patch at any point or get anywhere down near the bottom three, he wouldn't survive it, I don't think. There's not that much goodwill. But somebody's got to do this job, a rebuilding, remodelling job at Leicester. So he could be the full guy or he could be the guy who gets it right. Okay, good stuff then. So one final question then, Phil. Um, Bank holiday weekend, we're looking forward to the game. So uh, let us know your score prediction, mate. Well, it's been the Leicester-Southampton games recently have been quite high scoring um, apart from uh, we, April yeah yeah apart from April but I think it was ab- about sort of October last year we came down and, and gave you a good thumping mm. let's let's not we, talk about we're that we're wondering <laughs> yeah well we're wondering if you're there for the taking because you've had a a bit of an interesting start to the season so I'm going to go for a 2-1 uh, Leicester win oh I'm not liking the sound of that you must be barking <laughs> mad <laughs> are you fancying a Saints win of course uh, I think we've got we've got a good tip for a home win we need it I think uh, I think it's, an, it's a need to win for Saints this weekend uh, but big thanks Phil um, just uh, tell the viewers and the listeners where we can find uh, where, where we can find your channels well we're 100% LCFC we're, we're out there on Facebook uh, Twitter just search for that and you should find us 
Excellent stuff. Thanks, Phil. Cheers, Freddie. See you soon. So how many did you count then? A big thanks to Phil from 100% LCFC for joining us this week. Remember to check out their pages for all of your Leicester needs. I'm not sure I quite agree with his prediction. Hopefully uh, Saints are going on a bit of a a fox hunt uh, this weekend at St Mary's. But that does pretty much bring us to an end to this week's show. Remember to head down to the Five Rivers for all of your, your match day needs, your match day discounts with our social posts before and after the match. Uh, just remember that so it's all day up until closing time I will be there so it'd be good to see some faces and have a a chat with some of you guys but a big thanks for sticking with us Uh, for this week's episode do let us know your thoughts and your predictions in the comments below and if you are listening to us on Anchor here is your special song to play you out come on you saints